Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Good morning. It is Sunday, the 18th of April. And I have to say that I think between the sun and my recent spring break, I feel like I have been re-energized and have woke up from the 14-month dystopian movie that we have been all living. I have to say that um, having a change of pace versus being in the house and just being um, very close to home for the last 14, 15 months... Uh, really has energized me, gave me a lot of inspiration. And and the sunshine has come out, so I've been able to get outside a tiny bit. However, let's start with the weather. It's been a glorious 50 degrees all weekend. And last week, it snowed. Are you kidding me? Yes, it snowed. And there's parts of Michigan that's going to get hammered again next week. I'm hoping it misses my house. Um, That's why we don't plant anything until Memorial Day weekend if it is tender to frost. So what I did during that vacation was the first part, we were home for a few days and I just was so bored. I was so bored. I was so disappointed. We couldn't go on our trip and I had to find something to do with myself. The weather was not good. We couldn't um, go outside and do any real yard work because it rained and it was cold and then it snowed. And overall, um, yeah, it was just like, what am I going to do with myself? But I needed to keep that break from work because if I didn't start using some of this vacation time, there was a potential that I would lose it this year. And that really goes against my core principles of earning vacation time. You earn it, you should use it for your own physical and mental health. So right about that time, Minky Kim put the eco lunch sack on her Instagram page is a free pattern. I was so excited about it that um, I made three and I did some glamour shots. It was, <laughs> I spent so much time trying to capture good lighting and a really cute background. I played with uh, settings on my camera. So they had little portraits and they looked great. I made three of them to fill with little gifts because you don't have to use them for lunch sacks. Um, you could use them for gift presentations and they're great because they're washable, reusable, eco-friendly and the perfect little project for practicing gentle curves because they have little round, they almost look like bunny ears when you tie them up and I have to laugh. So here's the behind the scenes for the photo. I couldn't find enough paper and I had no 
plastic bags because we can't take our usual eco shopping bags to the store because of the pandemic. I had nothing like that to fill them up and make them puffy. So I had to bust out the toilet paper and put them in there. So my three little eco snacks are wrapped with plump fullness of toilet paper for their glamour shots. And I had so much fun with that that I was able to get the round string bag from Minky Kim's store. And it scared me, but at the same time, it didn't involve a zipper. So I did that in two days on my vacation last week, spent an hour probably each day doing each little step. I did it step by step. And then when I got tired or frustrated, because, you know, after a while you do get tired of working with circles again, trying to practice my garment making skills. And what this is, is at the bottom of the bag, the bottom half, I used a fabric that had a pattern in stripes. So there's an illusion that I did a lot of piecing with stripes across the bag, which I did not. and let the pattern, the fabric do all the heavy lifting on this. It's double, inf double interface with a stiff interfacing and the bottom is circles, two circles with double layers of that same stiff interfacing, which gives the bag nice stiffness. It's also kind of a retro cool look. And so the top is a circle that a tube that is made out of strips and you make a gusset at the top. And I used macrame cord that I had hanging around the house to make it a string bag top closure. Now there's a ridge on this pattern. So Minky put leather handles on it. I don't know that I'm gonna put the leather handles on it. I might change my mind in the future, but they would need to be pretty short handles. And I think you can buy them on Etsy. I'll think about it. Um, I'm going to use this probably for English paper piecing as a project bag. You can never have too many project bags, can you? Never. And I'm probably going to make more of these because I think they're so cute. They may wind up as Christmas gifts for people in my life. You know, it's another way that you could give a gift and not have to wrap it with wrapping paper. And it would make it and look beautiful in shipping and I think I will do that because I have quite a few family members that live far away. So with all of that being said, I took last week the pineapple. It is the one that was going around the internet last year off the frame. It was pineapples that I decided to put them. They're like a, they look like a pineapple made out of nine patches. And then you can stagger start the rows so they kind of offset a little bit and the pineapples are upside right and upside down and upside right. I love it. I did an up and down vertical pattern and the feathers go down the pineapples and curls and swirls go down the sashing. I really like it. It was made with K-facet fabric. Um, it's a pretty good size quilt so it may wind up in my guest room which is mostly greens and so is this particular fabric. And so that brought us to midweek. My husband had his vaccine and it was the second one and we were just kind of hanging out to see how we would feel. He didn't hardly get any side effects, unlike me who had a few days of feeling terrible. So what we did was we decided we were gonna go somewhere outside 
that you could midweek go with limited amount of people. Now remember last week I talked about the potential of going to pictured rocks, but well, the weather was terrible. And it's a five hour drive one way and the UP most of the hotels and restaurants are still pretty limited because it's off season. So we decided to go south because the weather looked much better. And we went to a place where my husband went before the pandemic and thought I would like a lot. And it's the Columbus Zoo. Um, it's a Jack Hanna Zoo and their enclosures are so much like they would be in nature. They do a really nice job of trying to keep the animals enriched and very um, comfortable. I don't know. Maybe you saw the show on, I think it's the Discovery Channel. Um, they did a whole series on several zoos across the United States. And this zoo was featured in several seasons of it. So I found that on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to watch a fun show about the zoo and the behind the scenes of zookeepers and all of the immense work that they do to try to conserve um, endangered species and how they um, take babies home and they rehab them. I mean, I had a few that were born early or got sick. Um, that was super fun. So I have to say my favorite enclosure there was the polar bear exhibit. You could walk down into a below the ground level and you could look into their swimming area. And I got a cute little video of a bear swimming by looking at us all and having the best time. Enjoyed that. Super, super enjoyed that. Now I must give a quick shout out to where we had a mid-afternoon lunch dinner was at a restaurant called Cantadas, Cantados Tacos. There we go. Cantados Tacos in Columbus. There's one not too far from the zoo in Dublin, Ohio. Must say it was a fantastic place. I would go there if you're not into nightlife because it looked like it could be a pretty hopping place at night. Um, it's got very interesting um, graffiti almost inspired art on the walls and it's a very uniquely designed place and the other thing about it was the food was phenomenal we had i had one taco it was called up in smoke and it had a very smoky mm, almost barbecue hot flavor and the nachos are amazing so i would recommend that we did spend the night in a couple different hotels and on the way home the next day we stopped at what is now called the National Air Force Museum in Dayton, Ohio. Now my husband was in the Air Force for several years when we were first married and I've been to this museum. It was much smaller back in the 80s before my husband and I got married and I remember it being huge back then. Um, my favorite exhibit back then was the NASA space section. Um, you must stop there. It's free um, because it's a national museum and it's, it's pretty big and it took us a good just kind of walking through. You stop at the areas that, like any museum, you stop at the areas where you have a big interest and then you can spend more time there before you get to the end. 
it took us probably a good four hours to go through the whole thing. Um, their little snack bar was open, but I wouldn't, you know, during the pandemic, I wouldn't recommend that. They did allow you to take bottles of water in with you, but they check your bags. It's a pretty, they're pretty uptight because it's a military base. And, um, but they let us bring water in and we timed it just right. So we could go get the tacos. Uh, no, that was the zoo. What am I saying? I was so en enchanted with the tacos, <laughs> but we got a lunch at Culver's on the way home. But I want to tell you that this place is really worth going and you could go time and time again. Um, it starts with the early history of airplanes and it ended with the NASA section, which is totally upgraded interactive they have all the technology the lighting is good you can take phenomenal pictures we chose a time of day again where very few people were there so we could go through freely without having a lot of people in your way for photos or reading the cards and the um, information you can actually um, do like a qr code um, self-guided tour if you want to hear someone talk about all of the details and we can go back because each exhibit has its own space on their website um, of course my husband knew all of the planes without even looking at the cards and um, was helping me you know do a tour so I didn't have to read so much because walking and reading sometimes makes me have vertigo and I just concentrated on the planes, the forms, the large overall arching um, upshot and what the planes were and what was historically important. So we got to the Cold War era. What was so funny is I recognized many of the planes because that was during the time my husband was in the service. And they had two planes side by side. And the plane was the, <laughs> the plane that he worked on at the first base. And the next plane side by side to it was the plane that he worked on when he was at his last base. And they were painted up and they had the um, all of the details for when we were <laughs> at those bases. It was kind of funny because I'm like, are you serious? Uh, it was so long ago. It's in a museum. And it was very significant to us because I recognized those planes right off the bat. So that's a place you could go over and over that it's not hard to get to um, I could see in the height of summer um, that it might get real crowded but if around a weekend but if you go during the pandemic they do a very good job of social distancing and requiring that everybody wear masks there are bathrooms that are easily accessible. This is something that's incredibly important to me. And you know, a funny thing happened on the way to your mid fifties, you must have <laughs> easy access to bathrooms that were incredibly clean. So you can find out everything, even if you're not into the military, uh, planes, um, that kind of stuff, they have a little section that was art that was inspired by outer space and the whole planets and NASA as well as other areas with things like um during World War II they the French women in a specific town I can't give you the details they hand embroidered all of these little flags or what I would call pennants they were triangular shapes and you could put them on buntings probably because you know how much I like buntings but they were just 
their museum pieces. They're so beautiful and they're so well preserved. There's lots of di different things for everybody. There's even a part for kids. So it would be good for you to travel with children or people who are interested in NASA and the planets and things like that because there was an interactive section with computers and 3D models and things like that. So, and I got to touch the moonstone and there were other space rocks that you could look at and a few that you could touch. So, you know, I was pretty excited about that. Very, very excited about the rocks. I'm laughing because my daughter sent me, I probably told you this last podcast, you know, the um, Kermit the Frog who is sad in a meme that says, you know, I showed everybody my blank and they weren't interested, you know, and that would be rocks and sometimes quilts and crochet. Yeah. Well, the rocks, that's how I feel, especially about rocks. Everybody just kind of look, looks at me unless you're a rock person who goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> so then we came home and I had the worst week of work in my life. Why is it that way? You go on vacation, you come back and you have the worst week of work and then you want another vacation by Wednesday and wished that you had taken a month off. <laughs> but I digress. Uh, if you want to read more about that week, you can read about Saturday morning coffee. So the whole interesting thing about it is that when you take time off and then you come back and I had an incredible, incredibly busy week and you know, pandemic is wearing on everybody, but the cases are pretty high in Michigan. Um, I, I just am boggled. I have no answers. It's kind of embarrassing to talk about, but let's talk about it. It's an elephant in the room. Um, I don't know why it's so high. I don't know. Maybe it's people going to Florida. They like to travel in the winter. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's the fact that in our state, I think the last statistic is it's not even 50% of the people choose to get vaccinated, even in healthcare. I think it's about 30%. I don't know. Um, it's just, you still have to be very careful where you go. And we did go out to eat Friday to celebrate survival of the worst week back to work. Um, April is usually horrible in my business as well as my husband's. And so we did, it was great to go out, but I try not to judge, but there were people with babies in a restaurant and I know it's illegal and I know you can do it. And I don't know the circumstances, but I'm thinking babies and children aren't vaccinated. We still have to be very, very careful. But then I have to check myself up and go, you don't know the circumstances of why they were there. Maybe something horrible happened. Maybe they were just needing a break. It's a really probably low risk. The restaurant wasn't very full. But I say that because that's also part of the problem. It's hard to get out and do things still, in my opinion. And maybe it's me who's been changed over this 14 month of feeling like we are in the dystopian movie <laughs> and I feel like I've finally woke up and the sunshine has made me giddy and but it's all about this last year in, in our country and it's still you can't go anywhere without 
talking about it and talking about your political beliefs always weaves in talking about the horrible things that have happened and talking about the universal grief that we have all sustained and the people we have lost and part of me is like I don't want to deal with it I don't want to go back to the office because part of that and part of it is like getting out and seeing people and listening to their stories and stuff is hard it's very hard and we all need to talk about it and we all need to get sharing about it and collectively moving forward as much as we can over this trauma and this grief we have suffered but it's very hard and I have to say forcing myself to go to a zoo was which is something I love to do and going to museums which is what something I love to do made me put some of that behind me it was a step in healing I think and of course, at zoos, it was like a kid's day. So it's always fun to be like age of grandparents going to a zoo and seeing all the little kids being excited about the same things I'm excited about, like polar bears. And their Africa exhibit is amazing. And if you want, you know, like I said, you can see what it looks like if it's for you um, on the show. So now I have to say get home and I'm energized. It finally warmed up. What's been bugging me all week are those projects that I have not been able to get to. Partially because I just didn't have the brain space or the energy and partially because I have been procrastinating about them. So let's talk about the first big job I have been procrastinating and how this method of housekeeping and this method of organizing my time and getting projects done and this method works for me and where I kind of have distilled it down from several ideas of many people over the years and it goes right back to the whole my creative corner three where we accomplish things one stitch one block one row at a time I have found great joy in the last weekend of doing the adulting things. And yesterday was usual cleanup stuff. Saturdays, um, especially after a busy week, I just I have a morning routine and an evening routine, which keeps the house at a bare minimum. And usually Saturday and Sunday, I pick only about two or three 15 minute jobs and to be honest, that's how I break everything down into 15 minute increments. And that's, I'll clean the bathroom in 15 minutes and maybe come back and do it in a second shift the next day in another 15 minutes. And I'll go through and sweep the floors in 15 minutes and then I'll do the dusting and laundry and all of that. I break things down into these little bite sized steps. That's how I do goals too. And then I try to like leverage my time. So like if I don't spend 15 minutes doing things on the weekend, like drying my hair and putting on makeup, then I will try to do something that I have been avoiding in like that 15 minutes of time. I know it's a mental game. I play with myself, but this is how I get things done. And I do the same thing at work. I just, some things you just procrastinate on, right? And so usually about once a month, or I would suggest once a week, you take 
an hour. And I know the fly lady calls it the, like a power hour. Um, I, I think, you know, it's one of those things where she suggests you just take some time and you power through doing all of those things that you've been avoiding and you can't seem to get yourself to do. And I lump them all together because what happened this week, which really started dragging me down, were all those little things I just couldn't seem to do, partly because of the weather, partly because uh, time and energy and um, time management didn't <laughs> allow me to do it. And then work got done and I started doing, you know, the night routine and dinner and uh, a couple of nights where I just, I couldn't even, I couldn't even. So what are, what am I talking about? That would be things like getting all the filters out of my vacuum cleaner and because it wouldn't run anymore. And I didn't realize that it had such an intricate filtration system. I should have realized that because that was why we bought the vacuum in the first place, but it lost suction. So Amazon delivered us everything that we can't find locally. I was glad because I thought I was going to have to throw away my vacuum cleaner. That was a 10 minute dirty, yucky job, right? Pulling out all the old filters that are plugged with way too many years worth of stuff. They should have been changed out every like six to 12 months. And amazing, a miracle happened. Adulting, ah, the vacuum cleaner worked. <laughs> The other thing would be things like today. It doesn't take me that long to feather dust the house. And only a few times a year do I lift everything off the shelves and polish the furniture. You know, we used to do that weekly when I was a kid. I can't bring myself to do it as an adult because, I don't know, I just don't really see it necessary. Um, because I, with all the filters I have in the house and I don't have a dog and I don't have kids running around, I don't have to do that as much. You know, I guess that's the reward for getting old. And uh, what else did I do today that I have been avoiding? I have been so avoiding um, things like picking up all of the packing material and boxes and receipts and all the things that needed to go to the junk that we just kind of opened the boxes. And um, I have a Jenga pile in the back landing of Amazon boxes that um, I'm going to get to the recycling center probably in the next week. But some of those boxes I'm saving to fill with things to go to the spring trash pickup. I mean, you got to put them in something so that it can be taken out so that I need to go through my pantry and go through the cans and the dry goods and clear out the expired stuff because we have too much stuff <laughs> you know over the last year we've bought more stuff than what we normally would buy because of the pandemic and you didn't know what was going to come and what was going to be at the store and what you didn't need turned out to be all the stuff that's at the back of the pantry that um, maybe I forgot about or it expired or it sounded good at the time and then we never ate it do you get that kind of stuff <laughs> Some of the other things on that list are like annoying things because they should be a one minute project, but they really are five or 10 minutes. And you know that going into it, but my brain says it should only be a one minute project, such as I really want to work on the Dear Jane quilt and be able to do that. I have to pull up the program. I have to make sure that my electric quilt is updated. I have to get it connected to the printer. I have to print it out. 
but I had to figure out what block I did last. And so then I had, so you see what I'm saying? It's, it's a two second project in my brain, but it really took me 10 or 15 minutes to print out the next block. Job done. I did that this week. You know, I went through, I had a clean mask somewhere in my clean clothes. They're in a tote right now because the dresser isn't quite ready and I have a lot of things hanging up because I've been wearing my comfy clothes, right? And I couldn't find the mask and it, it took me 15 minutes of going through that clean clothes stash of things that I'm not wearing right now because I'm working from home and realized, uh, yeah, it was at the bottom. That was like a two minute project, but it took me 15 minutes to find it. Um, I needed to go through and put things away, you know, little piles of stuff that I have been trying to, you know, get a box together to ship to my daughter's family that, you know, wound up being kind of hodgepodge all over the house of me looking for few things and finishing up a few things and now it's going to be another project to like box it up right and take it to the post office because I got lazy over the last year with being able to order things on Amazon now that's the other part I had to actually take the time to go through websites and look for things that I can't find locally or things that I don't want to go to the store for because I'm not comfortable yet Things like, oh, Kohl's is having a big sale. I got an email. I needed a few things that are unmentionables. And that took me 15, 20 minutes to just get the website refreshed and make sure my um, shipping and my credit card and all that stuff, you know, I just job done. I just had been avoiding it because it's obnoxious to have to sit there and do adult-like things. It's just, ugh, I had so many to do. The other one, it was this weekend, I was able to get outside and do the raking. Did that in about 15 minutes. And then I thought, well, I still have great weather. I'm going to get some of the fairy garden stuff out. Got the little beds weeded. I got, oh, I went back out and spent 15 minutes and put some, I like to put preen on my garden, pre-emergent stuff. And so that's how I spent um, fretting about all of these things this last week. In the back of my mind, these projects that I needed to do, they were all obnoxious 15-minute things. I just didn't have 15 minutes to do. And I was able to get that done. I, I was just amazed that over the weekend I was able to get it done. I even recorded a video for YouTube that's been on my mind for a while. I wanted to record the bags and the weather was bad. The lighting was bad. I didn't have the time or energy. And if you're not feeling up to doing some of that stuff, you know, it does it never turns out right. So job done. Got that in. So all of that stuff to say when I talk about it is like, what is the big deal about it? Well, I don't know. During the pandemic, it's been hard. So I'm going back to ground zero and looking at all of the people who have influenced me on this, breaking things down to small projects, doing a little bit every day, not putting it off to being a big one to two hour thing. 
So I've gone back and I've looked at some of my Fly Lady stuff. And Diane in Denmark is a great resource for that on YouTube. And I've gone through some of my clutter bug things because her organizing system works the best for me. I'm an open bin person. I can't get things like I put them in a closed containers. I just can't seem to find all of that stuff. And I think that's just the way my brain, ADHD brain is wired. I've also gone to the idea of, you know, you go where your motivation, your energy flow takes you. Um, I got really down on myself, like exercising. It's another, it's a, if I break it up into 10 or 15 minute things, it's not such a nagging, horrible chore. And I did that yesterday. I did only 10 minutes of the rowing machine. And then I did about five or 10 minutes of just a few, what we call range of motion exercises and things like that. But see, I could break that up into all different types of things throughout the day and throughout the week. And it would all add up to a couple of really large workouts. And that's where I'm at. I've gotten kind of weak and tired. And my body is, uh, after last week's vacation, um, yeah, it took me several days to recuperate from all that walking and breathing air and being overstimulated and eating great food and all of that. So that's kind of where I usually live, but that kind of broke down, I don't know, over the last few months. And just trying to get through each day was all of the things you have to do, you know, for work, because I'm working from home, there's just a lot more stuff at the house now than there ever used to be, you know, like things that you're buying, my home office with my um, work stuff that's overflowing. And it's just like no real good way to organize it. But I'm not buying new stuff because we'll probably be going back to work. And I've been thinking that for a year. You know, same with the kitchen and the pantry. You know, you're buying extra stuff because you don't know what you're going to need. Um, I have more stuff like you buy stuff from Amazon. You can't always buy just one. You may have to buy a year's worth of vacuum cleaner filters. And then you have to find a place for it to be. And then you got to remember where you put it, right? <laughs> so that's just been kind of where my brain was. It's been untangled. The jobs that... I wanted to get done that I've been obsessing about for the week since I've been home from vacation that I could have done some of that before we left for vacation, but it didn't get done. And I, I just feel like I'm back on track. I've cleared the slate. The week is going to be, you know, my last week working from home. I think we'll find out the announcement. That's how where it stood Friday when I left work. And then I'll be back in the office, probably full time. And then I'll be back probably on my old routine, which is a good routine that's worked for me for many, many years. And maybe that's what the whole problem is, right? Our My routine, most of our routines have been totally disrupted over the last year and trying to find a new routine um, has been a bit of a struggle, but the transition back to the office, I know is not going to be easy, but whatever happens, happens. So let me know, um, have you been 
through any of that. Maybe I'm late to the party on this kind of stuff. And maybe a lot of people went through a lot of this earlier over the last 14, 15, 16, 18 months. Um, But the good news is I have also been rejuvenated by the fact that um, most of my family has been vaccinated now. I'm hoping to see the kids um, who live far away this summer or fall. Got to see my parents with a great visit. Saw my sister briefly a couple of times, but this last time it was super brief. I hope to see her again soon. I'll be able to see my son and his wife because everyone will be vaccinated and hopefully this will be the time where we can get together. Also, you know, some small games and festivals are going to happen this summer. So lots of them are canceling, Um, but I'll be looking forward to going to a couple of my favorites. And I also am looking forward to probably not this year, but maybe next year we can go to a quilt show. Wouldn't that be awesome? And speaking of quilt shows, I'm just want to say that one of my quilt show buddies did pass away and I just wanted to give a shout out to everybody um, who knew her and just say you know Gretchen was a wonderful person and if you knew her or you were part of the Twilters group uh, which I've been on Facebook um, yeah she was a great lady and we will all all um miss her when we go to Grand Rapids again, definitely. So I wanted to thank all of the people who bought me a cup of coffee this last week. Um, There's Diane and Barbara. I thank you so much. I will enjoy every drop of those extra cups of coffee. I want to say thank you to my patrons. Um, That would be Cindy and Angel. And I also want to invite you to, if you want to support the podcast, you don't have to buy me a cup of coffee, but if you did, it would be certainly appreciated through Kofi, and you can find that link on uh, mycreativecorner3.com. You can also check out the YouTube video where you can see all of the bags I talked about earlier, bags and purses, um, the crocheted bags. Did I not mention them? Maybe I didn't mention them. I did take those 13 granny squares and put them together and made a little lining and then spent an enormous amount of time shopping for the handles on those bags because I didn't want to put yarn handles. We found some. I thought Hobby Lobby would have them and they didn't. That was another thing that was kind of getting me irked this week. Um, I thought it'd be a five minute job. Go in, buy them, leave. No, they didn't have them. Nobody has them. And what I wanted, I just... I wanted and I didn't want to substitute for that that's just being stubborn right you can alter your design and it's okay but I found what I was looking for they should be here in time for um, this next week or so and um, maybe if it turns out that it's going to take three months or six months to get here I'll give the bags for Christmas gift (laughs) Um, so you know where was I going yes you can support me on Kofi and that is uh, the virtual cup of coffee. You can sign up to be a patron if you'd like to do a monthly um, long-term 
uh, supported the podcast, but there's lots of things that you can do to support the podcast without spending money. And that's talking to your friends, sharing on social media, making comments on things like my YouTube video, or even commenting on the blog. All of those things mean a lot to me and it helps other people join us in the conversation. I really, really, really do enjoy reading the comments and engaging with the people who listen to the podcast or read the blog. Um, I also want to give a shout out to a couple of things that I love this week and that would be a hard, oh no, I had the name in my head and I've lost it. Funny thing happens when you can't remember things anymore. Hard Rock Woodworks also has supported the podcast this week by sending me the awesome purple metallic thread cutter. Super, super love this. It is made out a uh, 3D printed project. I don't know if that resin or plastic. I don't know what it is, but it's fabulous. It's got a metallic purple sheen and the thread cuts beautifully. It's notched so you can put that on your table and cut things that you are chain piecing. It also looks like Unlike many other thread cutters, if I'm very careful or get help, I can replace the blade in there because I see a couple screws that I think all I have to do is take them out and I can replace the blade. That's phenomenal. They also sent me some purple metallic magnets that I'm going to use for my paper piecing this week. So don't forget, you can um, check out Hard Rock Woodworks. It's an Etsy shop. And um, they might even still let you use my promo code for 10% off, which was Vicky10. Also, I've been loving the keychains I got from and stickers. I've bought a lot from Renee at With Mind and Heart. She has um, an Etsy shop also, and my favorite is her keychains right now. They're a new product. There's one with her beautiful Michigan design. And the other thing I'm in love with is the rainbows. I've been fascinated with all different color palettes of the rainbows. And I have one of the rainbows for my purse. I'm using a cloth purse and it just needs a little jazzing up. And I think the rainbow or the Michigan keychain will look phenomenal. I have been loving so many things that I will save some of those for the next time. I have been um, checking out a couple of, they're like um, organizing planners slash self-help therapeutic um, books. And one that I have not seen yet, but my daughter loves hers and I'm debating. So I'm, I'm, I want to ask people in the audience, the listeners, what you think. Um, it's called Silk and Sonder. It's a $20 a month or you can get, you know, less if you buy a whole year, but I don't want to buy a whole year in case I don't like it. But it's a monthly calendar slash planner slash goal planner slash mood tracker and therapeutic interventions. And has anyone used it? 
what do you think? I know my daughter is absolutely enchanted. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I am just on the fence about it because you can buy it monthly and just do one and, and see if you like it. But what do you think? Is that something that you have been using recently? And the last thing I want to say that I did get done was my trip around the world quilt that came off the frame. So I had two quilts come off the frame this week. And I want to end with one thing that I did this weekend and the end of the week was I got a reality check on myself of, you know, feeling like I wasn't getting all of the things done. Going back to that, you know, doing things in 15 minutes. And sometimes I have time off or weekends or evenings and I like really overbook what I think I can get done. And so I went through and I went through my Instagram and I went through my Facebook and blog posts and I really looked at all of the things that I did get done and I celebrated what I did get done and I decided to let go of the things that I thought I should have gotten done. So it's taken me a little longer to quilt a quilt right now. They're my quilts. They're no deadlines. I did get a lot done on my time off of work, even though the garden took a little longer because of the weather to get done. And I was comparing myself to other people who seem to have a lot more time and energy. It'd be better weather to get things done. So celebrate what you got done. Look at everything that you did do and break things that you need to do up in those 15 minutes. And it applies to work. It applies, you know, I, I do that at work. I like had a few things I just couldn't get to. And I had a break by Friday and I did the power hour of I am not leaving this computer until I bust through these 10 things that are all five minute, five minutes that I just didn't have five minutes to take care of earlier in the week. Got it all done. Cleared the slate. Going to start the week fresh. But when I really looked through even at work, all of the things that I did, all the projects I finished, all of the contacts I made, all of the support I gave my peer group and my team. Yeah, I got a lot done this week. It's just not something that's Instagrammable, right? Most of our lives are not something that you can... Um, achieve a victory by posting a picture on social media or um, even is, that's why I blog because sometimes you go through and you read about what you did and I'm like whoa we took some videos with our new drone um, oh my gosh it's so much fun my husband flies it and does all that but I enjoy being part of it we get to go out on nature rides I got um, the cleaning done. I tidied up some stuff. I threw away papers. I cleaned the house. I got those projects done. I finished all those bags. I hand stitched a lot of um, hexagons and I cut some out because I want to keep up with this 100 days, 100 hexes. And I did. 
I even found more for the theme of black and white, which I kind of cheated on this week, by the way, because I had black and white and gold fabric that had a honeybee theme that I liked a lot. But I found some true black and white fabric that I want to fussy cut and practice that some more this afternoon. And just celebrate. We have to celebrate. We don't always take enough time to celebrate like we did Friday night um, and just reviewed the week of what we survived, what we accomplished. And even last week um, on the vacation, how much we did. It was absolutely phenomenal. I will try to put links in the show notes for some of the things that I talked about. I'll put links to YouTube video that um, has all of the descriptions and links about the bags that I made, as well as um, some of the other things that we talked about. I hope that you celebrate all of the wonderful things that you have done over this last week. And then if you really want to have a real boost on what you did do maybe over the last 14 or 15 months. Wow. I looked at all of the quilts I made in the last year, all of the customer quilts I did, all of the little uh, Michael's classes and all of that. Um, I've taken risks on projects I've never tried before. And I was like, yeah, let's celebrate that. In fact, I found a couple of cute little things I love called buzz balls. If you're not a drinker, that's okay. But they're teeny tiny little ball shaped drinks that hold like maybe six ounces of a mostly um, beverage with very little alcohol in it. And I had one last night after our nature ride and I celebrated even again today when I got those ridiculous chores done that I have been putting off and I threw the last box of my Amazon Jenga pile and went, I'm done. I did it and I am celebrating today by just relaxing. You have a most wonderful week and I will talk to you again soon. Well done, everyone.